I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you today and uh, really excited for this next segment. Uh, we're going to talk about some things that are not just great for the holiday, but are things that are just good for the soul in general. Uh, Itai Shimmel has founded a, an extraordinary organization called Artsa. Uh, which is providing just amazing connections to the Holy Land. And uh, he joins us from Tel Aviv today. Uh, Itai, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us a little bit about your uh, your company, Artza. Give us even a little of the backstory. I love the, uh, it's a Hebrew word, obviously. Uh, but tell us about that and how it actually connects to this business that is impacting people around the world, but it's also really helping artisans and entrepreneurs and small business owners in Israel. So I'm originally from London and I grew up in London and, and my mother's Israeli and I moved to Israel when I was 18 years old. Prior to that, I would travel about once or twice a year to Israel to visit my grandparents. And whenever I would come, I would always, all my friends and my cousins would always ask me to bring back all these different souvenirs and mementos and, you know, bring them back. So we'd bring back spices and souvenirs made from olive wood and ceramics and, and art. And that was always very special for me. So when I came and I moved to Israel, I always wanted to find a way where I could provide people who don't live in Israel with that feeling of still having a connection to the land. And then that combined with the COVID, uh, which has had huge impacts on Israel and especially all the small businesses and the mom and pop shops, who they rely so heavily on tourism, like 90% of their income comes from tourists and especially like a significant amount of that comes from American tourists. That is when we came up with the idea of Artsa, which is a way to provide people with a strong connection to the land, to the Bible, to their faith. And at the same time, help and support all of these small businesses and artisans and help them during this really difficult time. So the name Arta, it means towards the land. And specifically with regards to Israel, it means towards the land of Israel, towards the Holy Land. And it comes from Genesis, through those who you bless, you will be blessed. Arta, go up towards the land. And we're like, this is the name which we have to use. This, this perfectly captures what Arta is. It's almost a way of going up to the land and experiencing the land of Israel. I know that this is important to you, not just from a, a Christian standpoint, but also from a Jewish standpoint, because these boxes have such amazing things in them. Uh, just tell us a little bit more about that. So when we came up with the concept of Arta, we thought, you know, we have a box which we want to capture a piece of the land in Israel. And what is the best way for us to do this? So we came up with the concept of going on a journey throughout the land. So every three months you will receive a box. And each box, it focuses and highlights in a different city, which has a lot of religious context as well. So what we do is we start our journey in Nazareth, and then we source all of our products from within Nazareth, all of the surrounding towns in Nazareth. And then we go on, come out to Christmas, we focus on the city of Bethlehem, and then we go to the Galilee, Jerusalem, then on towards the Judean desert. In each box, we provide between seven to nine gifts inside. And all of these are, you won't be able to find them on the shelves when you come visit Israel. These are real small artisanal, handmade, handcrafted gifts from incredibly talented artists who we spent months and months finding in each of these cities. Every box will have something for your soul. So it will have beautiful scripture and beautiful content. You'll have beautiful hand-carved olive wood, 
ornaments or crosses. We want something to be able to share with family and friends. So we include recipes and spices and something to cook so you can you know, really learn Israeli cuisine and try and bring it home. So we started with shakshuka spice, which many of you know, it's a very famous Israeli breakfast dish. We have games so that you can play with your kids as well. It's not, you know, it's something for all generations. Um, we have ceramic, we have art, you know, incredible handcrafted soaps, delicious toffees and chocolates and different jams and spreads, which you can't find anywhere else. We're very fortunate to be able to have found such incredible artists and to be able to work with them. I love the fact that in each of these gift boxes, the way you described it, there's something for the soul, there's something to inspire, there's something to learn, there's something to taste, something to share, uh, something for the physical body, games and so on. Uh, I just think that's such a uh, unique thing to be able to deliver to someone, whether that's a holiday gift, whether that's a, a birthday gift, or whether it's just something to take an experience. As I've been going through your, your product, I've been thinking this is like the perfect journey for an entire year for a, for a family or a loved one. Uh, so many things you can you can share, so many things that you can do. Thank you so much. That's, that's really what we try and bring over in each of our boxes. It's kind of when someone comes to Israel, it's what do they feel and what do they connect and what do they bring back with them? So I don't know anyone who hasn't come to the Holy Land, hasn't come to Israel, the land of the Bible, and, and not felt his soul being fed and coming back feeling inspired. The art here is beautiful. Um, it's very unique. How can we bring over some art? And also the history and the connection to the Bible. So whether it be through pictures, whether it be through written content, we have Hebrew learning cards in each of our boxes so you can actually learn the language as well, which has been really fun to watch people practicing at home and sending us videos. That's great. Oh, I want to go back to the the artisans themselves for a moment. You you mentioned that uh, obviously in the midst of the pandemic, uh, tourism is is obviously plummeted all around the world. Uh, but tell us and give us just maybe a, a, an experience as you've worked with some of those local artisans uh, to curate all of these things. For again, these boxes are so unique. You're going to want to go check these out. But tell me about your experience with these artisans, these entrepreneurs, these small business owners, these shop owners. So, so one of the main privileges of Arta has been the opportunity to work with these incredible people who, who are so passionate about their jobs. They run very small businesses, which, you know, which don't have huge amounts of cash flow, and they rely very heavily on tourism. I think 70% of the population of Nazareth is somehow reliant on tourism for income. And in, in Bethlehem, it's over 30%. So it's really affected them. There was one we worked with for our Nazareth box. And they work with teens at risk, which they find from the street and they bring them in. And through art um, and self-expression, they kind of rehabilitate them and, and they match them up with the social work. And then they allow them to sell their art so, you know, they can also make money and they can find purpose again um, and rehabilitate them that way. So it's an amazing organization. We phoned them up and I told them, I was like, hi, uh, my name is Itai. We have this new company called Arts and we'd love to work with you guys. We love your story and we think you guys make incredible products. And then she just burst out crying on the phone to me. Yeah. I was like, wow, like, what, 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 what happened? How come you cried? And she says, literally two hours ago, the bank phoned me and they said, if you guys aren't able to pay your rent and to pay all your dues, um, we're going to have to close you guys down in about 30 days. And she says that the order which we placed two hours after the bank told them they were going to have to close, she says that threw them the lifeline and, and now they were able to stay open. And that just gave me goosebumps. And so it's been a real opportunity to be able to help support small and local businesses and give them that exposure as well to, to all the American population of America, which they would never be able to gain otherwise. Yeah, I, I love that. I really sense in each box, it, it's sort of a, uh, I was trying to figure out how to describe it this morning. To me, it's kind of a double heart and soul. 
so you have the heart and soul of, of Israel and, and the Holy Land that, you know, that towards the land. But then you also have this heart and soul of these entrepreneurs and these these artisans. And it, it, it's just magical. You just even looking at the box, you can say, OK, this is going to create an experience uh, for me. This is not just about getting a, a box you're going to kind of rifle through and toss aside or, or eat the chocolates and, and call it good. Uh, this is something that's going to be an experience that's going to extend over a long period of time. Yeah. What's so special about Israel, about about this land? It's it's the ancient and the modern. You know, it's also the stories of the Bible and history, but at the same time, it's about the people who live it today and what they've achieved and their struggles and their personal stories as well. And I think a lot of people have preconceptions maybe before they come to Israel and, you know, there's all shattered the moment they come in and they see, you know, what a thriving, incredible country we are at the moment. And, you know, our modern history is also amazing. Absolutely love that. Just before we started uh, our recording this morning, uh, we were actually talking about someone that we both had interaction with, Rabbi Lord Jonathan Sachs, who uh, passed away recently. Uh, talk about a, a person with an extraordinary soul uh, and someone who created an experience. Uh, I know you have a personal connection there with your family. Uh, tell us maybe a, a memory. What do you take from uh, from Rabbi Sachs? Yeah, we're still totally shocked. Um, by, by him passing away so early. He was a very close friend of the family and you know, thank God I was able to have many interactions with him uh, in his house, in our house. It was, it was a real blessing. Wow, th there's so many things to say about him. I, I think the reason why I found him so incredibly special and so many people found him so special is he was a rabbi and a Jewish rabbi, but he spoke to the world. It doesn't matter if you're Jewish or Christian or Muslim or an atheist. When you heard him speak or when he spoke to you, none of that mattered. You just connected. He talked to you on your level. You could talk to him on, on each other's levels. You just could really connect. And you always left with a deeper understanding. It's a real loss, I think, for humanity that he's not here. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I think he, he taught us all really well. Uh, one of yeah. my favorite sayings uh, from Rabbi Sachs is that the, the 21st century has given us a, a maximum of choice, but a, a minimum of meaning. Uh, and yeah. I actually think that's what your business is striving to do, Artsa, is to provide that maximum meaning uh, in, uh, in what we do every day. Yeah, like we, we thought we created an, a, a beautiful product, but the way people have connected with it has really just blown us away. Like we've had people like with tears and it's, it's, it's heartwarming and it's, it's very motivating as well. Well, wonderful. Well, people can go check that out at uh, artsabox.com. And again, uh, the founder, uh, Itai Shimmel, joining us on Inside Sources here today. Uh, again, the, the company is Artsa. Uh, if you're looking for anything, a uh, holiday gift or just any gift, this is, a, this is an experience uh, that will stay with you for uh, many, many years to come. Uh, Itai, really appreciate you taking time with us from Tel Aviv today. Thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. Uh, God bless. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now too, so nothing's changed. 
That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.